Hello everyone, we are back with episode three. Today we are going to be talking about two very unique cemeteries. One is Mary's Cemetery that is located in Romania and the other one is Neptune's Memorial Reef and that is located in Miami, Florida. So without further ado, let's get into it. Underneath this heavy cross lies my poor mother-in-law. Three more days she would have lived. I would die, and she would read this cross. You, who were here passing by, not to wake her up, please try. For if she comes back home, she'll criticize me even more. But I will behave so well that she won't return from hell. Stay here, my dear mother-in-law. cemetery that we're going to be talking about today is in Sapunza, Romania. Uh, it's a very small town on the northern border of Romania with a population of around 3,000. This is a cemetery known as the Mary Cemetery. It is known as Cimitiru Vesel in um, Romanian. I know I butchered that, but I tried. I think it sounded good. And you've been to Romania, so... I have. I do not speak Romanian, and but that was very convincing, so bravo <laughs> to you. So there are over 800 crosses that are in this cemetery, uh, pending more. There's, it's still an active cemetery. People are still being buried there. They're all painted mainly in this a bright kind of sky blue color, which has come to be known as Sapunsa Blue after the town is Ooh, Sapunsa Blue. I know, doesn't that sound nice? I like that. They have very detailed pictures carved into them, and then they have been painted specifically with black, white, red, yellow, and dark green. And they have carved limericks on each one of the crosses. The intro to the show was one of the limericks, probably my favorite one, that is on one of the crosses. So some of the graves that are in the cemetery, some of the more interesting ones, you can actually see um, what they look like and what is read on them. And we're going to go ahead and put a link probably in the description or we'll put it on Instagram um, so you can kind of check those out. I think there's maybe, what do you say, like 30 of them on there? Mm -hmm. They're very interesting. It's enough to give you an idea, but yeah, they're, they're quite <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, quite graphic. Yes. Some of them. Yes. The cemetery is surrounded by kind of a fence. It's kind of just a, I don't know, it looks a little dilapidated to me. It's very unassuming. You just see this little kind of falling apart metal fence and at the entrance there's a cross that has a picture of I guess death personified and it reads take a good look Christian I am stronger than you I am the ugly death I'll carry you away one by one Ooh. okay isn't that kind of woo. very truthful? It's true. Very truthful, just very slap in the face. Here you go. I'm <laughs> deaf. I'm here. I'm ready to take you. I'm about <laughs> to snatch you up. 
spider snatch you up. <laughs> Could be my pickup line. Hey baby, I'm I'm are you am I death? Because I'm about to snatch you up. <laughs> uh, maybe don't use that one, that's terrible. Yeah. I'm glad we're not dating anymore. Yeah, we've been out of the scene too long. That's why. That's the only reason my pickup lines suck. It has nothing to do with the fact that I'm not creative. The mastermind behind all of these crosses is Don Ion Patrash. He started out by making um, these giant gates in the region of Maramuresh. They are very symbolic of, I guess, coming into your space so they have these huge gates um like a gateway in front of your house and once you pass through there they're coming into your space they're beautiful they're all made of oak they're huge they use like geometric patterns and they have used symbolism from nature they're very very popular in that area so he's his um job was to you know help work on these these gates he started carving crosses at the age of 14 and in 1935 he was 27 years old and he started um carving poems about the deceased and making the crosses as we know them today this is very interesting i wonder i mean were poems about the deceased was that a, a norm it doesn't seem not in this way so this was kind of something that he took upon himself like he was passionate about putting people's life stories good bad or otherwise kind of out there for everybody to read exactly he had this dark sense of humor and wanted to like translate that into his work i love that i love that yeah it's really cool and he also so he used oak to make these crosses to just using what he learned making the gates and use them in his new passion. He also used, he drew from Romanian folk art that he saw around him. The colors that they used, that he used in these crosses is really common in Romanian folk art, especially the red, white, and black. And he, they have the, the repeating patterns that he kind of uses. So he just kind of used what, what was around him and um, his history for inspiration, which is really cool. Oh. That's interesting. I know that when I was in Romania, uh, it seems, um, if I don't know if I'm correct, but it seems like the Orthodox Church is like one of the main religions there, or at least was, because there's a lot of them around. And those, like the colors that you see on a lot of those tombstones, and like what you're describing, are a lot of the colors you'll see in Orthodox churches. Like, when I was there, they're very elaborate, very bold, very colorful like that. Yeah, and in fact, the Mary Cemetery is affiliated with an Orthodox church. Okay, so I might have been right after all. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I was there, so. But you were, I mean, sounds like you remembered correctly. Sounds like I did, patting myself on the back for that one. The poetic epitaphs that are on the crosses are usually in the first person. So it's almost like the deceased are telling their own story. Oh, that's interesting. It's kind of gives it a little bit of like a creep factor. 
Yeah. I don't know, just the fact that, I mean, they didn't actually write their own story, but it's sounding like they're telling you how they left this earth, which is just a little, it's a little eerie. Yeah, like they're speaking beyond the grave. But I also kind of like that it gives them their own voice one last time to be able to, to, to tell their story, mm-hmm. even if it's not written by them, technically. So I have a question. Should I hold on to it or wait till question time? What's the question? And then I'll decide. Okay. The question is, so I'm assuming when you pick out this plot, you know that you're going to have a little bit of like a dark, humorous grave. Yes. Like this is a choice that these people are making. Is this, and this isn't common, right? It's common in this area, in this particular okay, town. Okay, so it's like everybody in this town is buried there. Yes, it's like almost, not like a family plot, but it's the majority of Orthodox, which is pretty much everyone okay, in Okay, so it's not like these people are unaware that this is going to happen. Because, you know, here, you if you don't already have a plot, you could just bury your parent or loved one wherever. Mm-hmm. And thinking like, oh, we'll bury him here because this is funny. They don't know anything about it. So the, so they're, everybody's well aware that when they're gone, they're going to have some funky story on their grave. Yes. I okay. mean, if you purchase a plot here, you know you're going to get some kind of gotcha. weird, gotcha. bizarre thing on your, on your gravestone. Grave cross. Grave oak. I wonder... I wonder if they would even allow that. Like, let's say we wanted to take some inspiration from this cemetery in Romania... And we've bought ourselves a plot here. Do they... I wonder if there's, like... This may be going off on a tangent. But I, <laughs> but I wonder if there are policies put in place of, like, we will only accept this kind of tombstone. Like, would just, like, a regular Catholic cemetery be okay with something like this? Or would they be like, nah, you can't have that unique grave here? That's a good question. I guess it would depend on the cemetery, because I'm sure that there are some rules in place. But I think a lot of places, these aren't, like, they're not gruesome. Well, some of them are a little gruesome, but they're not explicit. You know, it's not something that would be offensive Mm-hmm. So maybe we could start this up here. I don't know. <laughs> Patrash was possibly influenced by the Dacians, which is a culture, more of an ancient culture that lived in the Rom- Romania. Um, and their culture, instead of crying at funerals, they tended to laugh at funerals. Oh. Yeah, and they celebrated death as a, I mean, I know a lot of, Religions do this now, but in a in a very distinct and positive way, celebrated the transition from death to life. So this is kind of a way to laugh at this transition of life and make it almost a celebration. Okay, I like that. Yeah, isn't that cool? This was pretty much just known to the people of Sapunza for a long time until a French journalist happened upon it in the 70s and so started writing about it. Since then, it's been a popular attraction to people who are visiting Romania. 
And I can see why, because yeah. I want to go there so bad now. Well, I wonder, there's all this, like, dark tourism. I wonder if that's, I mean, it has to be on, like, somebody's to-do list. Oh, for sure. If you're if you're specifically going, like, something we would do, it's, like, specifically going to look at some of this so-called dark tourism type stuff. Yeah, I think this has got to be on the top of the list for anyone going to Romania. So actually, it is so popular that um, communist Romanian leaders have actually been buried there and some like minor Romanian celebrities because they so badly wanted to be a part of this. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. After 40 years, Dimitru Pop took over the job of making the graves, and he's been making them for the past 30 years. He only uses a chisel, a hammer, and a planer. He doesn't use like chainsaws, circular saws, anything like that. He uses the very traditional tools only. So nothing that you need to plug into, like nothing. Nope. nope. And there are, it seems no like there are. No power tools. Nope. No power tools in the house. <laughs> that is not your toothbrush. <laughs> Sorry. It's a little stepbrothers. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, <laughs> I get it now. There are a few other people who also make the the crosses, but um, Dimitru Pop is the number one person who kind of seems like he runs the show. He always researches the life of the decedent, but the person who passed or the family don't really have a say in what is actually written on there. They can you know talk about the person but the creator of the gravestone grave oak i don't know is the one who actually decides and writes the uh, epitaph okay so this is a little risky so they could really do i mean it's are most of these very accurate to what happened to these people it sounds like it, okay. yeah. So I mean, it's not like they're totally going off in another lake, being like, they were abducted by aliens and never came back. <laughs> they didn't survive. And just, like, making something up. No, they're they're pretty accurate, at least to what the, they're able to hear from other mm-hmm. people. But they don't get to choose what specific parts of their life are highlighted. Okay, so I only looked at a couple of these when we were doing this research. Um I wanted a lot of these to be a surprise. But from a couple I looked at, they were how the person became deceased. Are not all of them like that? Are some of them about, like, their their lives? Yeah, they're all a little bit different. There are ones about what the person did during their life, their job, uh, their passions, their vices. Oh, so. well, so I'm assuming the creator... Um, is living in the same town of, as all these people. It's a small mm-hmm. town, so people know. Right. People know things you don't want people to know about you. That's very interesting. Yeah, and this is, in some of these cases, it's kind of airing the dirty laundry. And not only airing it, but like setting it in stone for wow. everyone to always read. You're revealing your sins. I know. And it's a, it's a gamble because they can be like, yeah, he was a great butcher, everybody loved him, or yeah, he's an alcoholic, and now everybody knows. Oof. 
So, you know, this could like, I feel like this could like tear apart some families here. There's some, there's some drama that could be involved. In it could. Not but knowing it what's going like, to be on the grave. It seems like everyone's really into it though. They think it's funny and it seems like, I don't know. I think I would, I would, it's too much of a gamble for me, but. I'm like, what would they say about us? What would our graves say? Doing what they love the best. I Being think in the ground. At the end of this episode, <gasps> we should come up with a little epitaph for each other. Yeah. Oh and my share God. share it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Dimitru Pop said this quote that I absolutely love. He said their lives were the same, but they want their epitaphs to be different from the others. Like I love that. I know everybody. Everybody wants to be special, you know. But they're all everyone lives. I mean, very talk about lives. going out with a bang. I mean, that's so true. I do love that because everybody wants to be. I feel like a lot of people's fear around death is not being remembered. Yes. And yeah. Most cemeteries, you have your name, when you lived, when you died. You might be like, uh, loving mother of two or our our fabulous grandma. But, like, that's it. Right. You know, this gives a better picture of this person's life. Um, Laugh. (laughs) Or laugh. They laugh. You know, I just feel like it is. It is, you know, that fear of not being remembered well shoot someone could never have met you be coming to visit this graveyard from another country thousands of miles away and they're gonna remember this one grave that really spoke to them or really shook them or terrified them I don't know they're gonna remember it yeah and no matter how ordinary your life may be people want to be unique and they want to be remembered for something special you can be, you can always be a superstar in death. <laughs> Ooh. Superstar in death. Truly. I mean, really, you can put whatever you want on your grave. We no, can all just lie and put whatever we wanted. I'm going to put PhD on my grave. A lot of the crosses are one-sided and just painted that um, sapunza blue on the other side, but some of them are double-sided. Some will have a picture of how they died on one side, and then the other one will have like an epitaph and a picture about their life. So there's a lot of different... Oh, go ahead. I just kind of think that's cool that you have like your life story on one side, and then on the flip side, your death. Yeah, because... Okay, people want to know how you died. Absolutely. When I read an obituary, I love to hear about people's lives and, you know, the little details you didn't know about them, but... We all want to know how they died. I'm just going to put it out there. So put it on the grave. We want to know. We want to know how you died. And we don't want to know that you died peacefully because that's not exciting. Boring. Boring. Inaccurate. That's not how we go. No. All I want to know, did you get run over by a horse? That's something I want to hear about. Did you stick your finger in an outlet? I mean, you've been judged, if that's the case. Yeah, that's fair. There are a lot of different illustrations that uh, the carvers may choose for you. Um, They may show, like I said, the manner of your death. There's some that show 
being hit by a bus or drowning or a factory fire. Or they may show an average day at work, something, you know, a job that they may have been known for or passionate about. There's a variety of different farmers. There's an electronics repair man, women weaving or cooking, veterinarian even. So you can be memorialized for what you contributed to the community or your family. Yeah, that's sweet. That I feel sweet. like he would be kind of hoping for that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you're the great veterinarian of the town. You saved my cat. <laughs> Sometimes there's, like, war heroes. There's people standing up to, like, artillery fire or, like, tanks or just, like, a war portrait, which would also be very nice. Or people, their hobbies, such as motorcycle riding, dancing, playing checkers or praying, going to church. So wholesome. I know. But on the other hand, you may have your vices displayed for everyone to see. <gasps> this is what I'm most interested about. Yeah, there's there's ones of people uh, drinking, drinking. The town lies. drunk. The town Here dr- lies the town drunk. <laughs> the town or infidelity. That was my daddy. I'm going to go to dad's grave and there's a picture of him with 18 bottles of rum Wait, all around him. Like, with beer bottles outside. There is one that says uh, to pour some wine out for me by the grave or leave some wine here for me or something like that. That's what I want my grave mm. to say. Pour some wine. Pour some wine out for me on me. I can have some in the afterlife. Oh, you're rolling in the grave. Yeah. Soaking <laughs> please, it up. Please. There's some about infidelity or like people who have like been fighting over a lover Ooh. and have had their families ripped apart. <gasps> yes. So everyone will know you're a cheater even after you die. I just feel like. It would suck so bad if, you know, oh, your sister was memorialized for being this great artist and your neighbor was this war hero. And then I hit somebody with my car one time and it's on my grave forever for everyone to see. In my mind, I'm thinking of the biker. Okay, the bike... Listen, I need to set the story straight. The bike hit me. I was fully stopped. My car was fully stopped. The biker came, the, the bicyclist, the cyclist came around the corner, hit me in my car. And I was like, oh my God, are you okay? And he hobbled off and said, I'm fine. I was fully stopped. And he shattered my windshield and then I couldn't find him. I was fully stopped. <laughs> I need to make the record clear. We'll see. It, it'll be made clear. On my grave. On your grave. I think on my grave, I should. it should just say, quote, I was fully stopped. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So when I was looking online to see how one would acquire a plot here, I found a lot of different figures of how much a plot costs. But around... It's around uh, 520 to 1300 US dollars. So it's a pretty big range. That is so cheap. 
That is so cheap. To The cheapest way to be buried in the U.S. is to be cremated. Well, so I guess not actually buried. The cheapest way to go out of this world is to be cremated. That's really cheap for a plot. Well, the average monthly wage in Romania is about 620 U.S. dollars. So it's, I would say a little bit. It's a little steep. It's a little steep for that monthly wage. So, cause, like, I know the average, like, total funeral cost for, like, the plot, burial, um, the actual funeral, and, um, like, observation part is around $10,000. I don't, I think this is for the grave only. I don't think that this costs, this counts any of the. I know the grave is, like, one of the most, like, expensive parts. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, that sounds quite reasonable it doesn't really for a very unique grave like that i know it, yeah it really doesn't seem that bad considering that it's like literally hand carved and personalized and in a certain way do they do payment options i don't know because it's not it's not unfortunately something you can purchase online and look into um well, just i know like know. some places will do like a monthly payment option for families i don't know i don't know <laughs> I don't know either. I'm just like, well, if I wanted to do this, can my family just pay monthly for this? I'm going to say no. But I don't know anything about Romania. I have no idea. About 10,000 tourists visit the cemetery every year. And you actually have to pay admission to go in here. And you can't. This is something you can purchase online. You can't purchase tickets online. But the money goes towards the church. And I guess there was like a lawsuit going on between the, and I, you know what? I should have looked into this. I don't know what the outcome of the lawsuit was, but um, Dimitru Pop and the priest were like in a lawsuit about who would get the proceeds from the graveyard because the priest was like, this is my church. We're going to take money. For the church and then pop was like this is my graveyard that i make people are coming to see my creation so i should get the money for upkeep so hmm i wonder how that went down i know maybe i should look i mean at- separation of church and state stay out of the lawsuit go home priest but it's it's the church's property so I just don't trust, this is me, I just don't trust churches and what they do with our money. Well, there's an article on Vice that I read about this. I wasn't going to get into this, but it's very interesting. There's an article on Vice about this, and the author was like, it is kind of funny that, that they say they use this to keep up the parish and the graveyard but the fence is like falling apart so you would think that would be the bare minimum to keep that up so that's what i'm saying and there were some more extreme allegations from the article saying that the priest had called the the journalist and offered them some liquor and a young woman that they would (gasps) introduce them to and okay listen anyone can make that up it sounds outlandish. The, the journalist may have totally made it up. But 
I mean, it also may so have happened. A lot of, I mean, there are a lot of stories out there about how the church will abuse money. Like m- many churches, yeah. not just this one. So that's why I'm a little, I'm a little leery. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Into that priest's pocket. Take it with a grain of salt, but that was what was in the article. I'm all for the creator. I'm just saying, if it was my, she's like the creator, should be reaping some of these benefits. But he is getting money from them. To make the graves. How much though? Five hundred twenty to thirteen hundred dollars <laughs> per per grave. Is that like straight going to him? That's a good question. I don't know, but it also is his work that they're going to see. He is the reason people mm-hmm. are coming, and if they aren't being respo- the parish isn't being responsible with the money to fix up the graveyard. Maybe it does need to go to someone who cares a little bit more. Or split it. Just, oh yeah. Just split it. Why didn't why just didn't like think evenly of that? split the monthly income of that of that graveyard? Yeah, like in Solomon, in the Book of Solomon, when they are like, we these both women want the baby, and they just say, cut the baby in half. Exactly. Just cut the baby in half. Just cut the baby in half. The baby is the graveyard, and then Dimitri will be like, no. We have to keep it intact. And then the course will say, right answer. You get the gr- money. Okay, this rum and coke is like setting in right now. <laughs> Next. <laughs> so what do these epitaphs say? Here we go. We have some little little nuggets for you guys Mm, yes let's get into so i'm gonna start with like a nice one like something that i feel like i would want on my epitaph um but you don't get the choice but you don't get the choice mine would definitely be about about that guy yeah but mine would be about the guy in the bike for sure (laughs) i came to rest here too in the shade of the church for i came to church since my daughter was young i had a mellow voice and sang in the choir the village folk will tell you how beautiful I sang the hymns, for I loved God, and he helped me in time of trouble. Man goes through life with many trials, more bad than good, for in this world, that is the fate of man. May all men rest in peace. I love that. I know. It's a little depressing at the end, but it's just like, it's so nice. It's like... It's she sweet. Ha- yeah. She has a beautiful voice. She loves God. She loves her family. Like... What could be better? That was just so wholesome. It was wholesome. I loved it. All right, Morgan, I had you pick one out. What your favorite? Oh. All right. So mine's a little less sweet. In 1941, I lived 58 years. Woe is me, for ill is my rest. Solik Eon is my name. In the Belmazoo garden, I looked after my sheep. Bad Hungarian came and shot me in the head, cut off my head (gasps) from the body, and bared me like that. Maybe, may he be damned forever. (gasps) So I love that on the gravestone, he damned someone else to hell. Like, oof. Okay. And then I'm also looking at the picture of the gravestone. This is really is a depiction. So the first picture 
is the Hungarian man behind him with this very large rifle at his neck. And the guy, like, flailing his arms, like, what is a man to do? <laughs> and, then, and then the next picture underneath that is his body on the ground. There's blood coming out of his neck. And the Hungarian man is now down on his knees with um, the sheep herder's head in his hands. The sheep have, have run away. The sheep were in the first picture, not in the second. They got a second chance at life. So this is pretty, um, this one's pretty vivid. So his children are going to come see this grave and they'll be like looking at their beheaded father every time they come to visit him. Yeah. Family friendly stuff right here, guys. Family friendly stuff. So yeah, that's mine. That was the one that caught my attention um, the most. Understandably. That's a good one. And for the final epitaph, here I lie to take my rest. They call me Stan Gekrautu. Since I was a child, I loved my sheep much, but a bad, rabid horse splattered me all over, took my life. Mother and father will wail for as long as they live. Death, you have an ugly name, for you carried me off young and took my life away. Sorry, did that say splattered me? Yeah, I'm gonna I I'm gonna read that part one more time yes, for emphasis. But a bad rabid horse splattered me all over. That's such a depicting word. Splattered. The bad rabid horse. I can just see him. Those like rabid you know those foaming at the mouth. Yes, those crazy horse eyes when they get like <laughs> freaky like that. Wow. So did the horse like trample him? Did he That's eat what him? it sounds like. It sounds like splattered me, like trampled. <laughs> well, that sucks. What a way to go. What a way to go. All right. So that was our first part of this podcast going over everything in Mary's Cemetery. The Mary Cemetery. The remember. Mary the Cemetery. The one apart. The Mary Cemetery where the man got splattered by a bad rabbit horse. Yes. Please never forget. Um... And there are a lot more to sift through and look through. So if you're interested, looking that up online would be a good thing to do when you are bored and looking for some dark humor. Okay. So now we're going to talk about an underwater cemetery. Very cool. So this is called Neptune's Memorial Reef. It's actually the largest man-made coral reef that's ever been made which is really really cool wow. very eco-friendly um so this reef is located 3.25 miles east of key biscayne in miami florida hmm. and it's 40 feet under the sea so this cemetery is accessible to all who can access it so boaters marine biologists hobby scuba divers researchers whoever really um, you can go to the area, but you have to have the gear to be able to actually scuba dive down to see it. So as long as you can scuba. As long as you can scuba, hold your breath for 40 feet. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't really know. Um, they do have those free divers. If that's your thing, this may be the place to do it. So very, very cool. I know that they will take you out. Like if you wanted to do like a scuba lesson, 
and you've like never done it before, you could do it there and go Ooh. down. So I'm pretty sure that's an option as well. So uh, the cemetery features um, reefs that contain human remains in the form of cremains. So question mm-hmm. the reefs are they like living reefs like are there like living corals in the reefs or is it just reefs shaped with human remains so that's a very good question i'm not actually sure because i'm not a marine biologist i don't know what i'm looking at when i'm looking at these photos i think that they are uh like man-made reef shapes made mm. with cremains that uh, the whole ecosystem has really started to like burrow itself into. So you have a lot of living plants, other like sea life down there um, that are like attaching themselves to this. So there may, I don't know if it's actual coral, but there have been like sea life and plants that are attaching to these um, cremated remain reef like structures that are down there so it's very much a living yes oh yes absolutely um so the neptune reef um, will handle the cremation process at a starting cost so it seems like you can't just get cremated somewhere else and bring your remains here and ask them to do this for you. I think you need to go through the whole entire process with them mm. unless they make any kind of special, like they'll do this for you for this one time for like a certain reason. But it seems like you need to work with them from the very beginning. So for the cremation process, and I don't know, maybe they need to do it a little bit differently for the reef that they're creating. Uh, the cremation process starts, and this is just for the cremation, at uh, 1995, so one thousand nine hundred and ninety-five dollars, which is very, very steep for cremation. Because cremation is usually the affordable option. Yeah, but this is a very unique cemetery. Uh, so nothing is cheap here. Um, also, I believe, um, I don't have it pulled up, but I believe if you want to scatter your remains there, there is a price just to scatter them above the water. No kidding. In that area. Now, what if we kind of like pirated a vessel, rode across there? See, like you said, I mean, how are they going to know? You know just- yeah, I really don't know how they would know. I really have no idea. Because it is still, like I said, people, if you have a boat... If you're able to scuba dive, really, if you're not going under and you just want to scatter your remains there, just, like, get on a boat. You don't have to tell them what you're doing. Like, go on a ride. And then, whoop, what was that I just threw <laughs> over my shoulder, you know? Like, I, I don't really get why there would be a, a fee associated with that. To me, it's just you're just throwing dust into the wind, really. Very special dust. Special dust. But not special. I mean, it's, it's special, but you released it to the world. So how special yeah. really was it? I mean... <laughs> Anyway, so this is not cheap. Um, So placement in the reef varies depending on the type of feature um, that you have selected and its location. So um, if you are not just scattering above, if you're wanting to make, put those cremains into a reef structure that goes down there, price varies a lot. So families may choose to be present during the mixing process 
were deployment. So, oh. yeah. So, they, you know, I haven't, I would like to find a video. I haven't seen one. But it, it sounds like family members can be present when they're, I think they're mixing it in, I'm sure it's not cement, but some kind of hard structure that they can bring down. Maybe it is cement. And then deployment of it when they're going down to place that family can be there for that as well, which is really cool. Yeah, so it's almost like an alternative to being there when a body is being buried, right? Mm-hmm. That is so interesting. Very cool. I'm not sure that every family member would be able to scuba dive. Yeah, fair. Unless that's your thing. Maybe you're a big scuba diving family. So, um, potentially... Um, so let's see, member, if you've already been cremated, you can still choose to have the memorial, memorialization, memorialized, you can choose to have your family member memorialized, it's such a hard word, in the reef. And they offer varying different packages for this. And I'll see, um, when we post on social media, I'll try to find some pictures of these different, um, structures, I mean, let's see. So there are several different options here. Um, oh, okay. So I do have it. So if if you just want to scatter your ashes, I didn't think that I had this information, but I do. If you just want to scatter them on top, it is going to be about $1,400 just Whew. to scatter, which is high. And so this is not even including the cremation cost. No, this is separate. So this is scattering your ashes in the open water over... Neptune Memorial Reefs. Wow. You will get a personalized copper memorial plaque with this, but the plaque would not be... I don't believe that they're going to be placing the plaque in the sea cemetery. I think that that might be just something they give you. So it's like a to-go item. It kind of sounds like it is. I could be wrong, but that's what it seems like to me. So, moving from the $1,400 to scattering... We go up quite a bit. So you can get a standard package. This package will include a personalized copper memorial plaque, um, a certificate that you would get, a photography package as well. So lots of photos down there. Maybe you're in the photos if you're going down or not. Um, And you get an option for placement. In this one, let me pull up my photo really quick. These come in smaller forms so let's see so these I believe would just be plaques that are going to be placed into the graveyard they're not going to be like a structure of some sort so they do have some structures you can purchase that would look like maybe a sea turtle or a starfish and the plaque would go on something like that I believe this would just be a simple plaque that would go anywhere on the structure, of course, where your loved one's cremains are going to be made into it, but you Mm -hmm. don't have too much of a choice with this one. Um, So this package starts at about $8,000. It's very, very expensive. I will say, I did bring up in the last, um, when we were talking about Mary's Cemetery, do they have payment plans? The only reason I thought of this is because this particular, um, the Neptune Cemetery, they do have monthly payment plans so the fam- family can continue to pay out 
if that's something that they would like to do. So, a lot more reasonable than an upfront fee. Which yeah, who and I don't know how that. long those are for. If you could do a, like a 10, 15, 20 year payment, I mean, the person's gone. So, so that's an option. If you want to get the premium package, this is one where it would include some of these shapes that you could put down there. So, they have um, like a road podium, is what they call it. It's just the shape of a podium, but it kind of looks like. So I didn't mention Neptune Cemetery is supposed to really resemble the lost city of Atlantis. So Ooh. those pillars you might see, I believe some of the shorter pillars would be these um, road podiums that they're talking about. So if the premium package, you could pick a road podium, you would put that plaque would be placed on top. Loved ones remains would be a part of that podium structure. So I was picturing this being like a, Finding Nemo type coral reef, but mm-hmm. this is actually like columns and structures mm-hmm. and supposed to almost resemble like yes. remain like not remains, ruins. Yeah, yeah. They're supposed to um really just when you think of like the lost city of Atlantis and kind of like that Grecian look to it with the pillars that have kind of um deteriorated over time, that is the look that I think that they're going for. That is badass. Um, which is pretty easy to accomplish when you're putting things like that down into the ocean. It's going to be part of the ecosystem. It's going to be eaten away at pe- people. <laughs> Beings are going to start living within. Um, so it's very cool. So you could get the road podium with the premium. You could get a starfish with the plaque on top, a seashell shape, or um, coral. And I don't believe it's real coral. Um, I think it's just like the shape. You get your personalized copper memorial plaque and certificate, as well as a photography package, um, an optional commingling placement. So I believe that would be if you have another loved one pass, they could then be in that area as well, like built into that area. I believe that's what that means. So the premium package starts at almost (gasps) 13,000. So it is it is a hefty a hefty price, um, but you know some people I I this is obviously not a poor people's graveyard okay this is not like blue collar graveyard this isn't this isn't this isn't even for us this is for like probably people who have a good bit of monies you know so I mean these could be people who um, I'm imagining someone like a professor of biology who donates so much money each year to marine life, like maybe they would want to do this to let like not only their legacy live on, but also, you know, you're paying for this, but it's also helping the ecosystem, what you're doing. It's not just And you're becoming a, a part of you're the ecosystem. You're becoming a part of it. And it's, and it's like um, what he said, it's the, the biggest man-made um, reef. So it is part of something bigger. Um and I'm sure a lot of that money probably goes towards upkeep as well. Um, and then, of course, we have the exclusive uh, package. We're going up even higher. Up even higher, people. So you can receive the exclusive package. This would be um, you can have placement pretty much wherever you want. Um, no boundaries, of course, within the area that is... Um, that cemetery. Um, you can get uh, a mermaid, a dolphin, 
um, uh, something called a crown placement. But these are quite large structures that are going to be part of this wreath. It's my chance to finally be a mermaid like I always wanted. Honestly, I mean, you could be living out your lifelong childhood dream. So I hope everybody's sitting down for this one. Preferably laying down somewhere nice and soft so you don't like roll off onto something hard. But if this was your hopes and dreams, I'm sorry to smash them. Or you better start saving now. Because this starts at about $30,000. $30,000. So oh it is not, it's not cheap. There are payment plans. You know, if this is something that... I mean, I guess if you're saving your, if you know, like in your 20s, that this is what you want, sure, you could have $30,000 by the time you die. And this doesn't include like funeral home fees, does it? This is just. No. And you know, you may not even, well, they will do the cremation for you. So they do have their own funeral home. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you could still do a showing before if you so chose to. Mm-hmm. But um, looking at pictures on the website, it looks like um, they will do like a nice little ceremony for you out on the boat. They'll take you out. They'll have like a charcuterie board. Family can be on the boat. You go Wine to the spot. Wine and dine you. Yeah, I mean, it does look quite lovely. Um, so it does look like that's an option. But it's very, it is so cool. I mean, the effort that they're putting into putting, placing all of these objects within the ocean. I'm going to show you a picture. Oh, so they wow. have to have this like huge, I don't even know what you call it. It's like a crane. A crane, a, giant a structure crane. out in the middle of the ocean with all of these blocks of cremated remains in these structure forms that they're going to be placing down there. So it's not, I mean, this is what you're paying for. This is not cheap. No. To have a crane move these large structures into the bottom of the ocean and set them up. And you're also paying for the upkeep. There's scuba divers who will go down and clean and make sure that, you know, the plaques are visible and not being grown over with the wildlife down there. So it, it is a very big ordeal. Um, I mean, I'm thinking that they probably have, like deep water engineers that go down and do this stuff just looking at some of these other photos yeah because this is not this is not a t-ball ordeal here this is big leagues but i mean it's absolutely beautiful so if you're if you've always envisioned yourself living down in the depths of the ocean This might be this might be for you. You just need to be aware now. Hopefully you're listening and you're young and you're not already on death's doorstep because if so, I'm sorry. Uh, but you know, some old people got a lot of money. So maybe you don't want other people to use it when you're gone. You want to be selfish, use it now. Here you go. Use that money. Be cool. You can live at the bottom of the ocean forever. My grandma would hate this. My grandma says when she passes do anything with her ashes but put them anywhere near or on water she doesn't want it what she hates like she has a fear of water like i don't know if she's ever learned to swim she's like not for it um so yeah she doesn't want to be near 
water. She doesn't want to be thrown into the ocean. She does not want that. Okay. So this may... Noted. Right. My biggest question or concern here is this would not be an easy grave to visit. Like, I know my family likes to visit my great-grandma a couple times a year Mm -hmm. at the cemetery, and it's just, you know, drive over there or when we're in the area. But this would be like a... I mean, you have to be a scuba dude to do this. Yeah. So, I mean, you could always just take a boat ride over. I mean, I'm pretty sure the waters are quite clear. Um, But to really go down and visit it, you would need to put on some scuba gear and get down, down and dirty down there. Down and dirty with grandma at the bottom of the sea. Um, Ew. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, guys. Uh, I just, yeah, I just feel like it'd be, it would be hard as a family member to not be able to go see them whenever mm-hmm. you want. I, I mean, I feel like it probably just depends on the family. You know, some people, once they're buried and gone, people don't visit their graves anymore. Yeah. And I'm sure they know that when they're going into it. So that's obviously something that's not going to be on the top of their priority list. I feel like, though, this would be an adventure. You know, get the kids together, road Mm -hmm. trip to Florida, and we're going to take some scuba diving lessons so we can go see Grandma. Or, you know, maybe maybe family is local and they live in Florida and there's just a lot of scuba divers in the family. Or maybe they were like, fuck our family. We don't care. (laughs) Like introvert to the max people yeah. leave me alone even I after death do, and you can just deal with it because those are my wishes you know yeah and it's a memorable burial sort of it like at is. the mem- the mary Sar- mary cemetery mm-hmm. it's something unique and it's something to be remembered by it's not like everybody else you won't I be agree. forgotten i mean i think it's beautiful that they can't take the boat out there they're gonna have wine you can chat about your loved one this is like such a beautiful ending like you can go at sunset have your charcuterie board, look at pictures, like gab it up on this beautiful boat while you're going out. Not everybody has to get in the water and go down. Those who want to can. If they're able to, scuba dive down and see them um, putting that memorial together. Um, But to me, that sounds lovely. Like just a, a beautiful boat ride, sunset, talking about your loved one, and then just having this wonderful moment where the scuba divers will go down place the cremains you're going to have some beautiful pictures of where they are um so i don't know i sounds lovely but you're right if you're the kind of family that really wants to visit the grave often and not everybody's a scuba diver this might not be for you And as promised, we are coming at you with some very quickly, fast-like written epitaphs uh, that we both did in like 0.2 seconds. So here's mine for Janelle. Here lies Janelle. (laughs) Here lies Janelle, shaker, baker, money maker. Only sins of a pleasant peasant. Sweet and simple, sins like a sleeping sheep. Mostly mensa extraordinaire. Cause of death. Soap. Oh my god. 
This is all because when we were 15, she convinced me to try some chocolate flavored body wash at Bath and Body Works. Chocolate scented. I'm sorry. Yes. It wasn't flavored. She told me it was edible. Well, I didn't say it was for sure edible. I said, well, look at the ingredients. Do you think it's edible? I don't think we took the time to look at the ingredients. You were like, I'll just take a tasty taste. Spoiler alert. It didn't taste like chocolate. This is my own fault, though, and that's probably how it's going to end up going. I think it's probably percentage likely of 90% edible. Right. And that's what someone on the street is going to say to me and feed me some sort of cyanide. They'll be like, yeah, I think it's fine. Cause of death. Soap. Okay, well, mine is garbage compared to that, but here goes. This is Morgan's epitaph. Here I eternally rest to become mushroom food. I spent my days at work corralling old crones cloud-busting and fancy-free until I was fed a chicken nugget, deviously deceived into thinking it wasn't really meat. Don't be like me and trust your deceitful friends. (laughs) Don't be like me and trust your deceitful friends. I love it. Corralling crones. Corralling crones. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, one time Janelle... This is so... I shouldn't even written about this. I don't want people to know this about me. Janelle got... They had, like, Taco Bell chicken something or other at the time, right? Chicken like, nachos, I think? Chicken nachos. And this was years ago. Before I was also a vegetarian. And when I was a garbage we person. like, Morgan, try it. It's vegetarian. And I was like, okay. And then, like, ate all of it. Hold on. I didn't say it was vegetarian. I said it's Taco Bell. They probably don't use real meat. I believed her. Deceitful. And I ate it. So long story short, don't trust your friends when they tell you to eat things. Don't. Yeah, really. That was the that was the story for both of us. Don't eat anything your friends tell you to eat. <laughs> Read the ingredients. I love that's what we both immediately went to was the try the times we tried to kill each other I was by trying eating. To think of our sins, and I'm like. We're not bad people. We just make bad mistakes. (laughs) We just make bad decisions. Bad decisions. That's all, folks. Thanks for tuning in for episode three. If you've made it this far, I respect you for getting through all of us. Stick around. There's more to come. There's more to come next week, or I guess the week after is Morgan's wedding the big day I'm gonna croak no it's gonna be great it's gonna be beautiful and most importantly we are going to Zion National Park well we will be sharing some sort of spooky grave related content with you for the next episode that's all folks see you next time when we will be talking about Graves in Zion National Park and also Morgan's wedding. We'll see how that goes. If you have any ideas for future topics or things you want to hear about, um, just go ahead and DM us on Instagram. It's um, at official underscore plot twist. And if you want to stay on top of everything we're doing, uh, like and subscribe.
like and subscribe guys <laughs> um so our resources are in the show notes and um music credit to matthew modina thank you matthew modina we love you <laughs> <laughs> see you guys next time bye